0: You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Max, and sitting across the Zoom room, I've got my boy, Dave. Buddy, how are we?
0: Talking Notre Dame today, Max. That means football is here. It's here, Max, and I'm feeling good.
1: It is so close. I can taste it. They have, I think, 22 practices left across 26 days. Maybe it's 22 across 25 days as you're listening to this to get ready for Notre Dame. I'm pumped. I'm fired up. I'm excited. I'm all the adjectives that one can use to describe the state of mind that I am in getting ready for this game. And today, we're going to talk about it. Folks, if you haven't caught our first two episodes from this week, that's okay. What we're doing is we are setting goals, essentially, but in a more in a more uh, open-ended sense, I guess you could say. Is that a good way to put it, Dave? A more... It's not a hard goal that we're doing. We're the kind of thing the least we'd like to see, I guess. Well, yeah, we're we're finding that middle ground. We're setting the key performance indicators that will tell us the team is headed in the right direction. So today we're gonna go through and say, what do we need to see in every imaginable category? Not we're not gonna go stat line by stat line. Don't worry, it won't be boring in the Notre Dame game to feel good about where we're headed for the rest of the season. If you haven't caught Monday and Tuesday like I said we did this for the offense as whole season on Monday we did this for the defenses whole season on Tuesday and today whole team Notre Dame so Dave we've taken enough of the people's time we're alumni we love Florida State we love talking and every day Monday through Friday we talk about Florida State so let's talk Notre Dame number one what is the main API you need to see from the team during this game other than winning give me something a little you know, give me a work a little harder than that that will make you feel good about the rest of the season.
0: Well, um, Notre Dame's top two running backs last year combined for 30 carries and 288 yards and three touchdowns. I, last year, we had a defensive line that had some guys on it we thought were really damn good. Didn't turn out to work out that way, but. This year, I I can't see two guys rush for 100 yards against us. I'd like to see not one guy rush for 100 yards against us, especially when you're talking about a Notre Dame offensive line that is completely rebuilt and retooled.
1: Yeah, I think limiting the rushing yards is a good one. For me, it's going to be, to feel good about the rest of the season, I need to see a team play for all four quarters. I know... Y'all are going to roll your eyes, but I'll get into more specifics later. David, I can't see a team quit in the fourth quarter. We've now had three opening games in a row. Alabama, followed up by that just absolute monstrosity in the Boise State game, followed up by the Georgia Tech game, where our team has just quit in the fourth quarter, and we've paid the price. So I can't see that again.
0: What was that fun stat we talked about the last time FSU won an opener was in 2016. And I think that was also the last time we looked for all four quarters like we wanted to play football.
1: Yeah, I mean, back then we had the other problem, right? We just didn't wake up until the second half, but that was a hell of a second half. Do do you think about your life, what it was like in 2016? I mean, that was really when you and I kind of became friends, right? Yeah, that's right it was we because we met in 2015 my final fall at florida state you came down from atlanta yep and then yeah i mean 16 was really when we started hanging out and all got a lot closer and that was uh god that was a different lifetime ago and that's the last time we won an opener i mean come on so anyway anyway let's get let's get on to happier topics what do you want to start with today i, I think we we usually do offense and defense you want to mix it up and go defense then offense
0: yeah, we could do that. And since I already was a defensive started. one.
1: Let's start with situational football. What do you need to see on first downs against Notre Dame while they have the ball to look back on this game and go, okay, win or lose, I, I feel good about the team because they did this on first downs in that game.
0: On defense for us on first yeah, downs,
1: first and ten uh, for Notre Dame.
0: Man, I would like to see some some second and longs like. I don't want to see it to a point where they're in second and three or better every time because we're going to be, our defense is going to be on the field for far too long and we can't win a football game like that. I don't think we're built to. If I have to give a number, I would want at least once per drive to have a gain of less than three yards on first down. I feel like that is not that much to ask for.
1: No, I I think that's very reasonable. I was actually going to go a little harder with that. I would like Notre Dame's average yardage on second down to be six or worse.
0: Oh, there's no way that happens, right?
1: That would just make me feel really good about the season, regardless of outcome. If we can look back and say we didn't let them get halfway to the first down every single first down, like it's Canadian football here, and we're actually making them use all three downs, I'll feel pretty good about it. So let's talk second and third down. We don't need to go down by down, but... You know, second and third downs, when they've got the ball in more passing situations, you can also get in their third down conversion rate here. What do you need to see on those two downs to look back and say, okay, we're headed in the right direction?
0: Well, with the Seminoles' turnstile defense last year, we only allowed them to go two for seven on third down. Now, that's sad for its own reasons, because that means they didn't have to be in third down a lot, but...
1: For those of y'all trying to calculate in your head... We had 14 third downs last year and three fourth downs. So only having seven is not a good number. That means they got a lot of first downs on second down.
0: But what better can you ask for? If, if they're converting, I'd like to see them converting less than even a third. So I'd be fine with the same performance as last year on third down. If they're converting less than a third of their third downs, I, that's fantastic. I just want to see, I will put a number on this though. I want to see two, three and outs. The entire game, I'm fine with that. Just two, three and outs.
1: I don't know how to tell how many three and outs they got from the stat sheet, to be honest, because it's not third downs, it's not any of that. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay within within that same vein. Fifty percent of the time they get to second down, I want to see them get to third down. Right? I want to. I, I don't want. I don't even know if we keep track of that stat, but I want them to have less than 50% on second down conversions. I'll put it that way. I think that is a completely reasonable thing because again, last year we weren't making them use a lot of third downs and it's great to make them, you know, two and seven on third, but you got to get them to third more often than seven times. And let's talk special teams. Fourth down takes us right into it and then we'll flip sides on the ball. But before we do that, Dave, before we go to special teams and then flip it over to offense down the road. We got to do the betonline.ag line of the day. Y'all already know what it is. Go to betonline.ag. You can make an account. We got some week one lines. They are juicy. They are juicy. And they are juicy. And David, today we're talking about KPIs, just what we need to see regardless of outcome. Let's get into the outcome though. Notre Dame on the road. Bobby Bowden Field. No restrictions on attendance as of now. Opening weekend on a Sunday night primetime only game that day Notre Dame is an eight point favorite David who are you picking
0: right you put me in a shitty spot here you know what I'm picking if look until I see that this team can play for four quarters against quality teams I think what are they top five or top seven in the coaches poll to start the year they're number seven yeah I'm not going to pick us to stay with an eight of the number seven team
1: Hey, I think that's fair and reasonable. I got one more quick hitter that'll cheer you up from having to pick against the home team. Louisville, Ole Miss, Ole Miss, minus nine. How much do you think they cover that line by against Scott Satterfield?
0: Oh, God. I mean, I would have taken minus 19. So yeah, give me, give me Ole Miss there.
1: All right, man. Well, let's uh let's keep it rolling. That's your bet online. Ole Miss minus nine. Ugh, Notre Dame minus eight, and look for the live bet. let's talk special teams dude what do you want to see from our special teams and let's do both sides of the ball because we can just work our way down what are the things that our special teams led by the man the myth the legend john papuchas what do they got to show you
0: well so for those of you that may not know notre dame had the 16th ranked special teams last year we were 85th and it actually felt like we'd gotten better didn't it Mm -hmm. that's a little bit sad to start off with but I don't know. Last year, we were actually decent at punting, which, I mean, hopefully we're not punting very much. Is it too much to ask for to not have more than four punts and to have those? I don't know. Is that too much?
1: No, I mean, I think, yeah, I think asking for no more than four punts is a lot from this team. I would say more like six last year, six. I don't know, though. I mean, are we assuming we'll go for that many fourth downs? Yes. Okay. Yeah, by the way, we were great on fourth down last year. I was going to say, I want to see at least two fourth down conversions because we were really good at it last year against good teams. Yeah, four is fine. We could say four. No, no. You want to see four punts or less. Let's do equal, less than or equal to. I think for special teams, I want to see 66% or higher field goal percentage made, and I want to see active attempts to return punts. None of the stuff from two years ago where we kept putting ourselves in worse and worse field position by catching it. None of the stuff where they step up at the 10-yard line, it goes behind them, and then it ends up dying on the six. None of that. I want to see special teams do what Mike Norvell has preached, what John Papuchas has preached, and make it an active part of your strategy. Catch that ball. Try to get the yardage you can. That's what I want to see.
0: Fun trivia question. Notre Dame sure. did three times last year. Three times. How many of those puns did Florida State attempt to return?
1: I'm going to take a guess and say, based on your tone, it's zero.
0: It is negative zero. That is correct. And, and let me just add to your kicking stat. I need to see no miss kicks. I, I know that's asking for a lot, especially from these kickers that we have right now, but I, I can't keep taking the missed kicks. Like, I missed the days with Roberto Aguayo and... Just a long lineage of kickers before him that just didn't suck.
1: Yeah, I miss when it was like, all right, well, we'll settle for a field goal. Now it's like, point flip, maybe we'll make a field goal. I'm sick of the 30-yard line looking as far away from the end zone as it looks these days. It used to look close. It was like, ah, we're at the 30. Uh, Dude, I could go grab a hot dog, some nachos, and a a soda being like, ah, well, we'll at least get three points. Okay. Now it's like, if we're on the 15 yard line, I'm biting my nails off, wondering if it's going to go through the uprights. We talked about this
0: during the spring game, I think. Didn't we say like we needed them to be
1: like inside the 15 yard
0: line to feel comfortable about it? It's, miser- it's
1: miserable. We did say that. And that was our yardage, the 15. And I don't even know if that's close enough. Jesus, I just don't get it. Like, go to the soccer club and find someone that can kick a ball like how I'm not saying kicking is easy. But Parker Grothaus makes a hard job look impossible. He is terrible at kicking and he's been here for three years. What does he do all day other than practice kicking?
0: Yeah, we've, like I said, the more frustrating part to me is we've had so many good kickers here, like that are still in the NFL. Why is it uh, this hard
1: right now? Even when we were bad, we always had good kickers. And you could say whatever you want about wide left, wide right. A lot of those kickers were pretty good. You look at look at the 2000s. We went from Janikowski to Gino to uh, what was his name with the gold shoes to Dustin Hopkins to both Aguayo's who Ricky towards the end started to slide. But they were still compared to what we have now. He was pretty good. I, I would take him back, honestly, at this point, because we just our kicking is atrocious. So we want to see at least 66 percent of your goals made and we want to see active attempts to return the punts. And I want, honestly, I, I need Master Mano to show me that he isn't just a boot, but can understand the chess game of punting. And I want to see some people get stuck within the 20-yard line. I want two. I want, I want two times someone stuck within the 20-yard line.
0: Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, they only had one punt return last year, Notre Dame did, and it was for negative six yards. So not awful. And he averaged 44 yards a punt. So I'll take that. But I need to see no regression from that at, the, at a bare minimum.
1: Yeah, and you won't get Master Mono Hayden here. We we like our boy Alex. So let's let's go down to our side of the ball. We've got the ball. Florida State has it. We can do a couple things here. I think we can do some downs, but I also think we should do position groups. So and the reason, folks, we didn't do defensive position groups is because A, I'm driving and I'm steering the car. B, I don't think what we were, what we would have said, would have been much different than what we've already said in the episode where we covered defensive season. But I think offensive wise, getting more specific will be helpful for this exercise. So let's start first down. I'm not even going to ask you the open ended question point blank. What do you want our average yardage on second downs to be? Not, not what does Dave Weiss want it to be, to t- but to tell you, okay, we were successful in first downs in that game. Yeah, the average second down yardage.
0: It has to be under six and a half.
1: Is that to win the game or is that like you feel like, okay, if you see that, like what if you saw seven and we averaged three yards of first down, three yards in a cloud of dust, it's still adhering to that philosophy. Would you feel good about where we were headed for the year? No. Okay. Hey, you're allowed to have your standards.
0: Six and a half, I feel like averaging three three and a half yards on first down, I feel like isn't asking for a ton.
1: I'm okay with seven pounding sacks. If we get sacked once or twice on, on first down fair, you know, but what would you call it? Adjusted average second down starting no sacks. I'm with you at the six and a half. So let's talk, let's talk second and third down. I mean, we look, this one, we're going to have the same one. We can save the people's time. We need to see them shorten up the third down. We cannot get stuck in so many obvious passing downs for my money. I'm not convinced this, de- this offensive line is going to be a ton better. I think they're better. I think these guys have been in the system. I think they're going to be more consistent. I was watching an interview with Robert Scott the other day, talking about what he's doing in the weight room. Like I said, watching the videos of these guys in the 11s, they look like they're moving well. It's not in pads, so take it with a grain of salt. But I don't think they're going to be good enough to block and pass pro and let us get seven, eight, nine yard third downs. It's just not going to be what they're built for. But if we can sit there and start, you know, third and two, third and three, that's going to be our bread and butter. So I need to see second downs set up successful third downs more than they don't. And I got to see our third down conversion rate be better than two of 14. I would say I need to see Not need to, but to feel good about where the team's going because we're looking for progress, not perfection. I'm going to set it at a third. If we can just convert on a third of third downs, that would be so much better than last year. I would feel like we're getting better at it. And if that's against the number eight team in the country, I'm going to feel a lot better about leg two of the season.
0: I'm glad you said a third because my marker is better than a third. Last year, we didn't have a running back run for 60 yards. If that happens again, I'm telling you, second downs are going to be long and third downs are going to be just as long. So it's there's a lot of question marks. If you look at the box score from last year, you're just wondering where those short third downs are going to come from. You take Tamori and Terry out, we had like 80 receiving yards. You take Jordan Travis out, we had like 60-something rush yards. That can't continue for us to be successful on third down, and I think we're going to get better production than that, and so I think it should be better than two of 14 on third downs, but it's going to be really indicative of problems to come if we're seeing less than a third of third downs converted.
1: Totally agree. And I'm glad you brought up the running backs because I'd like to start with the running backs for our next part of the goal setting. But folks, before I do that, you know, I got to tell you about Bilt Bar. I do it because I I need to, but I want to is why I really do it. I love Bill Bar. Seriously. It's been... The second best part of starting this whole gig with the Locked On Network and taking our little podcast that could global has been hearing about Bilt Bar. I love eating them. I love the taste. I love the 17 grams of protein. I love that it's only got five grams of carbs, only has five grams of sugar. You can be sure you're getting a a good, healthy snack. I'll be sure. Dave will be sure. Stacy will be sure. Holly will be sure. Everyone will be sure you made the right decision when you buy a Built Bar. So go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off your order. Buy them now. Thank me later. So I want to jump right out on running backs because I think this, if this goal is hit, it will show internal confidence in the offensive line. Our leading carrier, and I don't mean in yards, although he did lead the team in yards, I mean, the one with the most attempts cannot be our quarterback. I understand sacks play a factor in this in college football stats, and maybe if I was a better content creator, I'd go cut that out for us and figure out what the real numbers were. But Jordan Travis had 19 carries last year. LaDainian Webb had 13. Ja'Sean Corbin, two. Lawrence Toefili, three. It's unacceptable. Unacceptable. I think exactly, and I and that maybe is somewhat to the coaches. But I need to see the running backs total have double the carries of either quarterback if I'm going to feel good about the running backs as a whole headed into the rest of the season. Because if the coaches don't have enough confidence in them to let your entire stable of running backs, who we now have what DJ Williams, we've got Jay on Corbin, we've got Toa Feely back there, Ja'Kai Douglas to some degree, maybe even like a Corey Wren that you know we're not really thinking about. If they're not willing to give that backfield twice the number of carries they give to the quarterbacks, that tells me they have no confidence in the running backs, and we're going to be in for a very long season with a lot of those passing down situations we just said we had to avoid.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, take out quarterbacks from the running game next year. We have to have 100 rushing yards from the running backs. If we if we don't have 100 rushing yards from running backs, even against a good team, good team like Notre Dame. What the hell is that going to mean for the rest of the season? Like attempts are one thing, but we actually have decent talent back there. We don't just need the attempts. We need to see
1: production too. Right. I agree. I agree. But I, again, I'm, I'm saying progress, not perfection, but you're right. A hundred yards from the running backs is not too much to ask. I know you said in Monday's episode, you wanted to see someone not named Ontario Wilson be our leading receiver. Let's get a little more specific for this game or Keyshawn Helton. That's right. Now, I, I will say, I think Keyshawn, if his, if he's fully healthy, could be an asset, but what do you want to see from the receiving core as a whole to make you go, okay, my biggest question mark is a little bit clearer and a little bit more, I feel a little better about it headed into the rest of the season, especially that leg two five game stretch capstone with North Carolina.
0: Easy answer. I want to see three receivers with three or more catches. Take out Tamorian Terry from that game and his nine catches. We had one receiver, Ontario Wilson, with two catches. No other receiver had more than one. That is incredible. I need to see at least a few guys get a few catches in this game. And, you know, ideally, I'd like to see somebody have 100 yards because we don't exactly know who that's going to be this year with Terry gone. He wasn't. Exactly healthy last year, but he still had 146 yards on nine catches in that game. Mm-hmm. So I I, I want to see somebody step up in the first game and kind of take the lead as that guy.
1: Yeah, and I think there's a lot of candidates to do it. I think there are so many questions swirling about this receiver core, but so many balls of oil that could be lit on fire if put in the right circumstances. And I'm excited to see it. For me, I'm actually going to take a different approach. I want to see blocking. I want us to be sitting in the Zoom room on Sunday, or I'm sorry, on Monday, and I want to be able to say, you know what? Finally, the wide receivers have become an asset in the running game, not just the jog out to the guy, put a hand on him, oh, he got away. Okay, he's making a tackle. That's what I want to see. Statistically, I really want to see at least one guy have a hundred yard game in the same spirit as you. I know that's a big game. I'll say an 80 yard game. I want to see one guy have an 80 yard game and I can go, okay, we have a true number one receiver. I hope it's Andrew Parchment. I think it will be, but that's what I want to see. And finally, and I know it's a lot for the receivers. I'm giving them more than anyone, but I think this is a standard that should be set. And this is the, it has to be met or I won't feel great about the rest of the year. No COVID same offenses last year. 22 more practices, so a total of 25 to prepare for this game. I cannot see guys run the wrong route and cause the quarterback to throw an interception directly to the safety. It cannot happen. Run the correct route every single time, and I don't think that's too much to ask from Division One receivers playing at Florida State. Yeah, I'm totally with
0: you on that. Nothing, nothing to add to that.
1: That's totally reasonable. Tight ends, what do you want to see? Let's talk, let's, let's, talk, let's talk tight ends. We, we didn't even really talk tight ends on Monday. So this is kind of a tight ends. What do you want to see? Let's talk, let's, let's talk, let's talk tight ends. We, we didn't even really talk tight ends on Monday. So this is kind of a, I'm splitting them off from the receivers though, because I think that we finally have two scholarship tight ends that can both play football.
0: Cam McDonald was just almost non-involved last year. He had one catch for five yards in the passing game. It can't be the case that we have one catch between our tight ends in this game. I, I want to see more than five, at least five receptions from both tight ends combined. I'd like to see both tight ends get a reception. I think we, you, you mentioned in practice the other day, was it Dorn Young that just had this ridiculous catch, seam catch over the middle?
1: It wasn't even that the catch was that ridiculous. It was how, right, how he ran at his size. I mean, he's a real threat to stretch the field. And when you have a guy that's 260 pounds and he can also stretch the field, That's a, that's a, that's a weapon, man. That is a, that's something you want to have in your arsenal. Oh, and also no dumb penalties that ruin the drive and possibly the entire evening. Right. Of course. Because that was ridiculous last year. Preston Daniels getting that, getting that blindside block. And it's, do I think it's a stupid penalty? Yeah. But guess what? I think the $158 red light camera ticket sitting on my counter, is stupid too. I still have to pay it. So you got to follow the rules, people. Oh, man. Well, folks, we appreciate you hanging out with us. Those are our KPIs, the key performance indicators we need to see during this game to feel like the team is headed in the right direction into leg two, which is what we're going to talk about tomorrow. But before we dismiss the class, David, I need some final. I'm not even going to try to guide you. I want some final thoughts on this game. They can be whatever. They don't even have to be goal related, whatever you want to say. What are you thinking about this game right now in this moment?
0: All right. So there's probably a lot of Debbie Downerness about some of these stats that seem like, wow, that's pretty bare minimum. Here's what I'm going to say to those of you who have friends out there who just think Florida State's probably going to get crushed. It was a closer game than it looked last year, but that's not it. Ian Book is gone. He was at Notre Dame since I think 1994 playing quarterback for them.
1: That's right. It was the 94-95 lockout. He came in as a replacement and he won the job.
0: Right, so he look, he's gone, okay? Javon McKinley, their leading receiver last year, is gone. They're basically, their entire offensive line is gone. Jeremiah Wusu koromoa their leader on defense, is gone. They lost an awful lot. They start the season ranked number seven. This is not just a gimme game for them. Florida State can win this football game.
1: No, I love it, man, and I think the same thing. I am too quick to fall victim to narrative building, And there is sort of the narrative that last year was a fluky 16 points. Maybe it was to some degree, but I went back and looked at the scoring summary from that first quarter. We were up 3-0 after the first two drives because we recovered a fumble. But then Notre Dame scored a touchdown in three plays, 75 yards, then forced us to punt. Then Notre Dame scored another touchdown in five plays. So they were up 14-3 in that first quarter. Then we go and we fumble it. Then we go. We have a three play five yard drive that results in a punt. Then we get the ball back because I think they muffed the punt on that one. And that's how we end up down at their uh their like 20 yard line. We end up getting in the end zone on a Jordan Travis run. So we're down 10 to 14. Then we force them on a three and out three play eight yard drive. We get the ball back and then we go score a touchdown to win the first quarter 17 to 14. Now a muff punt. And a fumble recovery? Yeah, you could say it's a little fluky. But unlike the team would have in 2019, they were down 14 to three against the number five team in the country, and they didn't quit. And they ended up winning that quarter. And yeah, the second quarter didn't go our way. We lost that quarter 21 to three. We ended up losing the third quarter 7 to six, but we tied the fourth quarter 0 to zero. So that game was closer than people give it credit for. It was a 16 point game. And I honestly think we should be able to win this game for the reasons you stated. And just knowing that it's hard to replace five starters on the offensive line, it's hard to replace a fifth-year quarterback or sixth-year, whatever he was, with a transfer coming in from a school that doesn't rely on their quarterbacks at all. And I'm sorry, Philly G, you know how I feel. You cannot look at me with a straight face and tell me that a quarterback that could not win the starting job at the position of quarterback at the University of Wisconsin— should be starting at a top 10 team in the country. I don't believe that. I will never believe that. And until I see him go out and pull a Joe Burrow, like I'm terrified of, I'm not going to believe it. So I agree with you, Dave. I think it's a winnable game. I want to see us go out there, take it to the Irish. and 20 or so, whatever I said, 26 days, 25 as you're listening to this from now, I want to see Florida State start a season 1-0 for the first time in my daughter's entire life. So with that, I'm Max, that's Dave, and this was locked on Seminoles. Needs like that quarter State was it? Out of